Coming to you from our opulent and luxurious 4x8 refurbished room closet at the National Headquarters in Indianapolis. With duct tape, studio lights, and a mic that you barely can hear, we hope to entertain and educate you. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. I am your host, Mark Seavey, here at the National Headquarters in Indianapolis. I am joined, as always, by Jeff Daly of the Michigan Dailies, currently in Hollywood, California. His college football team stinks, but we'll talk about that later. And <laughs> Ashley Gorbolja Moldonado from our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Hi, guys. How are you doing? I am outstanding, loving it here in California, and hoping uh, the Wolverines find a way to resurrect their season and really their soul. They're yeah. dead inside. By the time this, by the time this thing plays, Keep they will be long gone. All right. Long gone. I can only hear one of you at a time. Just a reminder. <laughs> All right. We are joined by a very special guests today, uh, Brett and Alexa Delisandro. Is that how you pronounce that? Yes, yes. Um, all right, got it. Uh, Sergeant Brett D'Alessandro is the founder of Backpacks for Life. After returning from a seven-month deployment to Afghanistan in 2013, Brett saw the immediate challenges he and his sisters and brothers faced while reintegrating into civilian life. He had one unique encounter with a homeless veteran whom he gave a backpack to that sparked the idea for, of Backpacks for Life. Now, Backpack for Life's mission is to provide a unique and personalized support system for homeless and at-risk veterans who are struggling to reintegrate into civilian life. Uh, they want veterans of all areas, after being equipped with the right tools and solutions, to seamlessly and confidently reintegrate into society and thrive. Through their two main programs, they are able to effectively support and empower our veterans, reigniting the flame to live and succeed inside of them. Brett's a member of American Legion Post. 18 in Weehawk in New Jersey and is the New Jersey American Legion Homeless Veteran Outreach Award winner for 2020. First of all, congratulations and welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it. We, I, we're going to start, I think, in the beginning here, uh, which is, uh, I guess, the best place to start. But tell me about this unique encounter you had and, and how it uh, served as the genesis for this project. Yeah, ab absolutely. So when I came back from Afghanistan, I had a really hard time transitioning back. It was it was just extremely difficult for me, and I'm sure a lot of other veterans have felt similar um, felt the similar situation with integrating back um, into society. And so I, they put me on medical hold. I was up in Rhode Island. Uh, Lex and I were going to school at University of Rhode Island. I actually stopped school, volunteered, got attached to CLB six down in Camp Lejeune, and that's who I deployed with. I was a machine gunner over there. So when I came back home. I was just banged up, so they put me on medical hold, and I was going to doctor's appointments up in uh, in Rhode Island, going to Newport, and I saw a guy with a sign, homeless vet, please help me out. So I'm like, you know what, I got a backpack, some extra warm layers left over from Afghanistan, and so I put in the backpack, gave it to him, small talk, nothing really more, and about three days later, I saw him again, he was like a little boy, so I pulled over to the side of the road, before I could get a word out, the little boy said, thank you so much for the backpack. I no longer have to go to school carry my books in my hands. And the dad said, thank you so much for the warming layers. They've been keeping my uh, my wife who's sick at the homeless shelter warm. And at that point, I'm like, I, I, it was like a guilty relief where I was like, oh my goodness, I'm not alone. There's other veterans and it's not just post 9-11 veterans, but there's other veterans from other eras and other wars dealing with this. And so 
I came running to Lex and I was like, hey, I have, a, I have an idea. And every time I say that, she kind of like embraced herself like, oh my God, you know, here we go again with these crazy ideas. And I was like, what if we, we get backpacks? It's, you know, it's basically a mobile home for veterans who are homeless. So it was symbolic because I essentially lived out of a backpack for seven months. Let's put some supplies in, in supplies as in like, you know, just regular hat socks, ponchos and some toiletries. But most importantly, let's put some resources in there and give them out. And so we did a little GoFundMe, uh, raised about $3,000. We went up to a stand-down event up in Rhode Island. And let me tell you, these backpacks, they're neon green. I would say they're about an upgrade from toilet paper. And we gave them out, I would say about nine out of 10 of them, the straps broke as we literally handed them the backpack. <laughs> and it was just a disaster, but it was a starting point. And it was more of that, the vets like, they didn't care the backpacks were breaking in a piece of crap. They were just so happy that somebody was giving them something and we were able to talk about you know, the, the war stories and such. So it was really cool. And it was, it was our starting point to really propel us into something that we just thought it was just kind of like a, a fun little project. We never thought it would come to something like where we're at now. And, and it's just, it's amazing to, to give us the, to give me the opportunity to continue to serve others and especially our veterans. I, I know every time I approach my wife with a great idea, she immediately responds, we're not moving to a cave in the side of a mountain in New Hampshire. <laughs> So Alexa, like what were, what, what were you thinking as this started? I have to say that was one of his like lesser crazy ideas and that was just the beginning. So if that gives you any indication of what it's been like since we started. Um, but for me, you know, Brett and I started dating just before he deployed and when he came home, I just felt like I didn't know how to support him. And this was the one moment when he gave me that call right after encountering that veteran that he had this fire in his voice, like a passion that he just figured something out and he felt some sense of like camaraderie with this veteran. And I was like, wow, like this is really something and it could heal him. And I think for both of us, it's been not just our, our, our volunteer work and for me, my full-time job and a nonprofit, but it, it heals us both. So, and, and I just wanted to be like very clear, you know, a lot of people, they think a vet is like a, a single, especially they think it's like a single male. And our whole thing is it's, it's not, it's not just that it's so much more and it's i compare it to when a house burns down you don't just build up one side of the house you have to build up the entire house and every house is completely different so you have to work with the family you have to work with our our female veterans and we have to work as one and that's the only way that we'll be able to really properly serve our veterans yeah i couldn't agree more all right ashley you are you are now up all right so I know that I was kind of doing some LinkedIn stalking yesterday, Alexa. So I saw that you've got some cool, exciting things going on. I just wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about like the next upcoming new best great thing and all of the amazingness that you guys are doing. Because I know I haven't seen you guys since, what, Military Influencer Conference? It was like a year ago? Over yeah. a year ago now. Um, wow. Yeah, and it... I mean, that's a great event and being able to connect with people like yourself. And now here we are today um, to have yeah. the opportunity to talk about what we're kind of working on. And yeah. I saw your comment on LinkedIn. So we're super excited. Like, I can't to wait to interview. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, so excited. Stalkery stalker uh, on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, I have no shame. So I appreciate you have a LinkedIn hustle too. Yeah. Um, but we actually last week on the Marine Corps birthday, which was very fitting, uh, launched our newest program called Roger, coined off the term Roger that. And this is a search platform for the New Jersey veteran community. We are based in New Jersey, um, but and what we realized over years and years was 
it wasn't the lack of available programs and resources and care for veterans. It was the lack of the know-how. I mean, there's obviously government programs, VA and vet center benefits. There are nonprofits doing crazy things, fly fishing, hiking, equine therapy, you name it. Mm -hmm. But I would say nine times out of 10, when we speak to a veteran, they think their options are a VA, a vet center, or maybe one nonprofit, and they don't know what's available to them. So a lot of the work that we do is focusing on that education piece. And we found that we really had no centralized database for the New Jersey community of veterans to really guide them and give them exactly what they qualify for. Obviously, it's hard as a veteran if you're certain type of discharge status or you have a certain disability rating, you may or may not qualify for a certain program. So we reverse engineered Roger to essentially bring the right programs and care to the veteran by them just simply toggling off their county, their income, uh, just so they can know, okay, I know I qualify for this program I'm looking at. That's fantastic. I, As someone who enjoys resources and loves being the guide on stuff, I think it is so important to have a universal one-stop shop where folks have a user intuitive experience because you're absolutely right. There are so many organizations out there and navigating that can be tough. So I'm really excited for the New Jersey community. You guys are doing amazing things. It's, it's um, appreciating. Like Alexa said, I, I've, we've worked with over a thousand individual homeless vets. I've been to Modesto, California to the homeless encampments. Uh, I went uh, Iowa to multiple, what are we, 23 different states? 21, that, I think. 21 yeah. different states. We've given out 7,500 backpacks. I mean, we've literally not just went through this, but have heard this time in and time out of I just don't know what's out there. There's nothing out there. And I'm like, hey, did you know there's like 43,000 plus VSOs? And they're like, what? And they're just blown away. And so we we wanted to like, it's not just, oh, here's a search bar and search. Well, how do you search for something if you don't know what's out there? And also we, we put the the parameters on how those organizations qualify their, their veterans. So we kind of made it at a search portal, but made it compatible to how you qualify for that resource. The income calculator by the county, because a lot of grants, they, they pin you on, on the county and you can't really go outside of that and serve in whatever the, the individuals you serve. Um, the demographics, are you Army, Marine, um, post 9-11, honorable, dishonorable, whatever it might be that's in there. And it's literally just a couple clicks and you'll find it. So, um, so yeah, we, we did it just for New Jersey because every state operates a little differently. So mm -hmm. it would obviously get a little chaotic to put in all states. So we're going to continue to branch out there, but everybody it's, it's, it's going really smoothly. I mean, we've only it's worked awesome. on it for about four years now. So <laughs> Long time coming. Yeah. Um, and one thing I'll add is that it's not just for the veteran, it's for the providers too. I mean, we work with some case managers with a great organization, Soldier On, and they've said, you know, in some cases we can't necessarily serve a veteran, but we don't want to leave them in the dark. We don't want to just say, see you later, good luck. They want to be able to refer them elsewhere where they might be able to get services. So it's a tool for the service providers yeah. as well. And these service providers, they're literally just Googling. They're, are they're going mm -hmm. off a, yeah. a spreadsheet that they're like looking around and now they can literally just use Roger and then talk to them. And even when I'm working with vets that don't have the internet, I can literally use it and be like, okay, you're in that zip code, you're in that county, you're an army vet, you're homeless, you're looking for housing, in, boom, there you go. Here's the whole list. I'll print it out and I'll give it to you. So it's it's really that simple. Wow. Well, incredibly impressive and hard work pays off and you're going to help so many people. So many people. So bravo, Roger. Uh, Jeff, before you, before, before you go, Jeff, I, I just want to comment on that because this is something I looked at years ago too, was the fact that 
within the veterans community too, if you find one program, the other programs will parasitically get your name. The problem is not getting those people in. Uh, you know that like it's it's once you get into the system where you know some of these VSOs, you can find the other ones, but it's getting past that first block. So that's spectacular the way you guys are doing it. And I ran into the same issue when I was looking to do it here from the Legion headquarters. They're like, not are not only are there fifty states with fifty different systems, but then on top of that. You're right, but it it differs by what era you are and everything else. So, yeah, I, I just can't applaud you enough. All right, Jeff, you are up. I am up. You're I up. have sat here silent for so long. I got to get a couple things out. First one is simplify. Ooh, to you, Brett. The second one is I love all the things that you're doing with resources. Who would have thought that a person could use technology and reference Alexa to find what they're looking for? I love that idea. Somebody should run with it. Now let's talk about. Let's go back to your backpacks because you are backpacking and looking forward. You are uh, eligible to use that, steal that, trademark it for your own purposes. Dang. I love helping out a nonprofit. So you're putting I love these backpacks, by the way, and I, I went online and they're 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 about two ten, two fifty with a, a backpack. But people have to remember that they're buying for two. They're not just buying one, because you buy one, somebody else gets one. And I love this that you're putting the things in it, but not just the not just the the things needed for the immediate survival of the next day, but that you're packing it with resource information. Um, how did you, how did you, what was the process of deciding what would compose these backpacks? And then two, how the heck did you get all that stuff? Like, where did you find everything and source everything that goes in there? Oh, I don't really know where I begin. I mean, down at the textile expo in Atlanta, Georgia, traveling all around the U.S., uh, learning about domestic manufacturers, how to source materials. Alexa, with her, um, her degree that she, she got at URI, um, all of these components, my buddy who is an engineer. So we literally, and, and again, feedback, feedback from working with veterans and just working with them at shelters, on the streets, boots on the ground, and, and hearing exactly what they needed in order to survive, but most importantly, get off the streets. So we created this backpack. We, we created aircraft carrier cable in a sea bag style because a lot of the vets will overstaff, uh, overstuff the backpacks and the, the zippers will bust. So we did a sea bag style aircraft carrier cable. They could lock it to their bed post so nobody could steal their backpack, reflect the material built into it so they could be seen at night, a whistle clip in case they need help. We actually have like a little loop on the back so they can actually take their own belt and loop it through there and basically cinch the backpack to themselves. Uh, we have an isomat that pops out that they can lay on the ground to prevent hypothermia, uh, all different kinds of features like that. Uh, detachable toiletry kit on the top of the backpack. So when the backpack is locked to their bedpost, they can go to the bathroom and it even has a little loop so they can hang it on the, on the wall and, and keep it off the countertops. So yeah, we literally, Alexa and I engineered this whole backpack by ourselves. We found a, a manufacturer down in Boone, North Carolina. We called him up. And um, and yeah, from there it was uh, it was um, created a backpack. Well, the only thing I find missing is a whoopee. So you may want to in your 2.0, you may want to get a United States Marine Corps whoopee in there. And so you said you've been to 21 states. Uh, have you made it all the way out to California? 
Because we was have in, no uh, problem. Uh, yeah, we, uh, okay. I hung out at the homeless encampments down there, working with some of the, the veterans and just local homeless individuals down over there. We've given out about seven, 700 backpacks in Modesto. Um, yeah. Kind of been all over the map and somehow gained the nickname, ba- oh, you're the backpack people. And we're like, uh, yeah, I guess that's us. But honestly, people hear backpack and they don't, think beyond it as a physical thing. They think, okay, you're giving them a mobile home. That's great. You're giving them things for the immediate, but it does so much for the soul when you give a veteran a pack filled with high quality items, toiletries, supplies. It, 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 it just heightens their worth. They say, wow, somebody sees me, they acknowledge me and they value me. So it does a lot for veterans mentally as well, which I think is a really big thing that you don't see off the bat when you maybe look at our website or look at what we do. That's awesome. And I, I want to point out, I think the your American Legion post, we've shouted out before, haven't we? I think there's a, there's some things happening in Weehawken. And uh, I, I appreciate all of you and all that you guys do. And I, I'm, gonna, I'm in the market for one of those backpacks, but I want it autographed from the backpack people. I mean, if <laughs> I... <laughs> it, uh, it actually this is a very interesting story, but I'll keep it short. That because we created this backpack, we knew how to source domestically and how to use local manufacturers. So in the height of COVID, we um, a lot of our events got canceled. We saw first responders, our, our VSOs needed proper PPE to continue their mission of serving our our community. And my two buddies, uh, both former Marines had a local manufacturer cut and sew facility right in our backyard. I called them, I said, hey, if I could source some materials, you guys wanna make some masks? They said, okay, fast forward, we were able to produce 15,000 surgical masks. And I call them surgical because we also work with the FDA and got them FDA approved. And alpha that, our, um, our veteran homes in New Jersey, they were having a dire need for PPE. And a lot of the vets were dying at these veteran homes in New Jersey. So I ended up um, buying 300,000 yards of material. I ended up taking a, a bank loan out to buy the materials. Um, and we produced 105,000 isolation gowns. These two uh, Marines, they had about 10 employees. They're up to about 40 employees now. And it was a very, very interesting um, process. But yeah, we're, we made isolation gowns, uh, surgical masks, and and started to ramp up that to make sure we can have a local manufacturer in New Jersey making proper PPE because of that that supply chain that was broken getting it from overseas. Wow, that's that's a lot. I mean, it's just an impressive operation all around. I, I have I have problems getting breakfast in the morning, so I, I salute the effort that you guys do and literally saving lives. So thanks for yeah. that. For- if you. If you had given me any one of those tasks, I would have been lost right off the bat. Like sourcing local stuff, no idea. Going through the FDA, no idea. Like wouldn't I couldn't get off the starting block, so couldn't applaud you more. But we will Yeah. It's friends. Yeah, I so. watched probably maybe twenty two hours of YouTube videos on how to conduct, you know, isolation ma- uh, isolation gowns surgical masks, how to send it to Nelson Labs to get our masks tested, then send that to the FDA and to use, and this is all domestically sourced materials as well. And our masks, it was like a BFE 98, you heard the term N95. So this is 
mm-hmm. BFD 95% effective at, or 98% effective at 0.3 microns. So it wasn't just giving them a cotton mask. It, it's still effective, but this was literally actually effective against the mask, um, against the virus, and it was statically charged as well. So it clinged the, the virus to the mask. So it was pretty, pretty interesting. The, the thought bubble over Jeff's head right now was I was <laughs> I told there would be no math. I was like, the thought you put into going into a mask, now I think, uh, do you have it in cami? That's all I think when I go, when I think about a mask, all the microns and the static, that's a, that's a, that's impressive. Especially for a Marine. I love it. Yeah, the whole term is it's polypropylene non-woven melt blown statically charged at BFE 98 to 0.3 microns. So that's the whole term for just one of the pieces of the material that we use. For the, the math, wow. not ten times fast, <laughs> right? I one time slow. Uh, <laughs> I can't even write that in crayon. I mean, I don't know what to do. Oh, I can't. Probably, I can't spell it either. I just sound really technical by saying it. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be back in a few minutes. Diddly, So you were discharged with a twenty percent disability rating, but now you can't hear so well and need help. Contact an American Legion service officer. Service officers are free of charge and they help all veterans. Find one near you with our online tool at legion.org forward slash service officers. All right, we are back with Brett and Alexa D'Alessandro. And I I should uh, have noted this up front, but as a UMass Minuteman, I'm naturally predisposed toward hating all things Rhode Island Rams. But you are absolutely the nicest people ever to come out of there. So I I will no longer root against you in the same way I root against the Yankees. I'll I'll make it like a second-tier hatred of the URI. But you've gone from Rhode Island to New Jersey, which have a very large veterans population, but they're not, it's not like Texas where, you know, the whole city will turn out for three veterans or whatever. But you guys have done such a great job, particularly within New Jersey. I see that you've been working with the state and kind of teaming people up. But can you talk about the support you found in areas, both Rhode Island and in New Jersey? Yeah, so we started, our very first event was in Rhode Island because that's where that Brett had that encounter with that first veteran. And And also I was stationed up there. Yeah, we went to school there. there. So it had this nice tie. But I'll say for both in Rhode Island and New Jersey, a big thing that we've always been an advocate for is not what organization can serve better and it's not a competition it's working together and we've found that in so many of our other fellow veteran service organizations in the state that we don't care who gets the job done how it gets done it's working together because certain organizations might have the advantage or expertise to get something done for a veteran that we might not be able to so for us it's been all about working together i mean everything from legions to vfws to nonprofits to our va hospitals we we don't let the politics get involved and we just worry about the mission and i think that served us really well well. it's it's not about us it's not about organizations about the people we serve and and i mean i've had so many people call us hey can i help in that and i'm like you know what you're better fitting for this group and stuff it's it's about building these other organizations and um unbridled hero unbridled heroes project they're an amazing organization we kind of took them on their wing and helped build them up because we need help like we can't do this alone it's like going to afghanistan us two and be like okay we can do this like no we want to train and educate and help others grow their nonprofit so they can help us serve the vets right 
Let me and let me go off that. You know, uh, I was an eleven Bravo Infantry in the Army, and you know we have the not unlike Jeff talking about the Eaton crayons, like the O three thirty one is not generally considered the MIT of MOSs in the Marine Corps, but you guys obviously have it going on. Like, what are some of the things that like you brought from your military career and you apply moving forward with starting a, a nonprofit? Never give up never take no for an answer i mean we were and again perception is reality we were what 25 24 mm-hmm. 25 24 we're coming in you, the nonprofit world is respectively uh older an older crowd, older crowd. Yep. and um, and we came in we're like you know we're here and they're like mm. so it was it was in a negative like mm, like just who are you it was just like you know prove yourself and we literally just didn't take no we we were out there hey can i help you hey i'll be over there and it was more of, it was more of just proving ourselves. and people when they asked for something we were there we were there 15 minutes prior and we were there to not just help but go above and beyond with with helping them so we just kept proving ourselves, and we kept showing up and showing up and helping and being there and and not not missing that event or saying oh i couldn't make it it was we'll do whatever we can to make it yeah and working with the other vsos you know i've been on boards of veteran service organizations and i obviously work for one and everyone has their little separate niche and unless we all work together it it's just not it doesn't work within our community so i think it's great you know when we have veterans that contact us all the time where they need a car or they need something else and the legion doesn't necessarily provide that but on the other side there are many organizations that don't represent people before the va in claims process and to me the key is teaming up the needs with the people that actually provide it and that's incredibly difficult so the the roger sounds like just a spectacular idea couldn't couldn't speak highly enough of it so that's great all right ashley we are back to you my my dogs are trying to make a guest uh, a guest appearance um it actually startled me at some point she's like sleeping and dreaming it's great um but i digress so you've just rolled out roger right so good copy roger got it so what's next you know i know i know there's other things going on i know lex has already said you know brett's got all these ideas and you know i'm just curious you know i it never stop. like you know helping people never stops i know ideas and partnerships grow but i'm just curious to know like what's what's next what what do you what more are you looking to do? I feel like if I say what's next in my mind, I might get in trouble. So right now we're just going to work on Roger. We're going to work on, on okay. really building the supply chain of PPE for the state of New Jersey and um, we'll just tri-state area. Um, and- I think something I can add is I think a way we've somewhat disrupted the nonprofit space is that we came in and we saw all these problems that have been just happening time and time again. How many people have said, we need a centralized database, but nobody does it. And I think we were the ones who said, okay, game on, like we're ready, we'll take on the challenge. So we built a backpack specifically for veterans with the safety and security features that they needed. We went on and tackled the database, which was something that so many people tried to get off the ground. We just had a conversation with the New Jersey Veteran Chamber of Commerce, and they said, we tried to bring this to the state, we couldn't make it happen, but we, we just, it wasn't an option to not make it happen. So now that we have Roger, our goal is to really make it 
robust and user-friendly, um, both for the provider and the veteran. So right now, what you see today on Roger.Vet is our 1.0 version, which is super awesome. And it's kick-ass, for lack of a better word, but there's so much more work to be done. So the ideas of like 2.0 and 3.0 are percolating, and that's what's coming next. Mm-hmm. That's what I was getting at. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I, I can see the wheels going. So we have these. We just want to perfect them now. So we, we have Roger. We have the backpack. We actually had an amazing conversation with a company who's looking to sponsor 250 battery packs for us. Uh, we have a bunch of routes on how to drop that cost, especially making it domestically and potentially making some domestically and some overseas. So we have that in the works. But yeah, we just want to really fine tune these these projects that we got going. And we do have a lot of cool things ahead of us for Roger for 2.0. And we're in the works of, you know, how do we take this and work with other groups in other states and kind of giving them Roger and then molding it to their state by how their state is formatted with grants, nonprofits, the government, whatever it might be. So that's kind of where we're, where we're at next. And of course, obviously, boots on the ground. I personally love working with homeless vets on an individual basis, driving them to appointments, hanging out with them. You know, sometimes people think, you know, we gotta get them resources, housing. Whoa, 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 back up. We have to make them feel like a human again. It's like castaway. He went crazy and talked to a ball because he had no human action. We have to give them the human action, human interaction, and kind of build their their morale up before we can get them a job or, or get them a roof over their head. We feel the same way about Jeff. Sometimes yeah. we just want to send him yeah. a, a, Care a soccer ball to talk to. Yeah. Please do. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff getting picked on every day. This is All this the is time. I'm the victim. This is the new. victim here. <laughs> All right, Jeff, you're up, buddy. All right, I'm gonna first start out. I have to scold Brett a little bit. Um, you've spoiled Castaway for me now. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't watch the movie now. I I know too much, and I have you to blame for that. So, uh, let's get back into the backpack. Uh, so the, the 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 moment, this crossroads moment in your life, when you gave a backpack to that to that that veteran, do you still know that veteran? I'm just. This is just. Uh, Curious question of mine. Literally, I was with my friend Omar Rafiq, and he was with me when he gave out the backpack, and we talked about this. Honestly, it's I wasn't like going through a lot and stuff, and I, I really like his face is kind of starting to fade, and I, I've tried to talk to a couple of people, especially the group that we, we gave out backpacks at the Operation um, uh, Stand Down, and it was, they actually like it's not just stand down. They actually called Operation Stand Down over there. But anyways, um, yeah, no, never, never talked to him. Uh, his, I would say his kid was eight to ten around there, and that was um, six years ago. So and yeah, that was about six years ago. But yeah, and I was always like waiting, like maybe you could reach out to me, or maybe he's gonna email me one day or something like that. And like, but. Nothing. Um, hopefully that's a good sign. Hopefully that's a good sign that he has never needed to reach out. But maybe he can one day if he hears me just to say hello. All right, then I, my second of three quick, I have quick questions. The, uh, do you consider Roger a platform? Is it something that you could give to someone in another state and they could populate the database? Or is it something that would have to be rebuilt from scratch for each state? The foundation, um, yeah, the way it, how it runs, we need to tinker with it, and it's actually compatible to become an app. But yeah, the the skeleton, like the skeleton structure of it, 
is there. We just need to put the meat and potatoes and all that other stuff. Yeah. yeah. But relatively speaking, yeah, it's it's a model that could be replicated. Um, just one quick example is we have the income eligibility based on the HUD limits for New Jersey by county. So that's the information that would change by state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then the, the last part is you guys go, you're, you're not just you're not just in the you're not just in the lab making stuff. Um, what I'm hearing is you're out there. You do have boots on the ground, and I think that's an important message for uh, a lot of a lot of people with big ideas. Is you do have to get back to the granular. You do have to get back out there and uh, and have a, a tactile experience with what you are trying to do and. Uh, I know my post, we have something called Legion Service Corps. It's it's volunteering, and um, my friend Simone Lara runs that. And can you just give? And it's hard sometimes to get enough volunteers to do the things. Can you just give a motivating, like, minute of something to about the importance of being on the street, volunteering, and utilizing amazing tools like you guys have created? I may have just given the motivating speech that I'm asking for, but I bet you can do better. That was a really good question. Um, I would say one thing, I think a big thing we always work on is changing the perception of what a homeless veteran is. And you don't get that unless you go and experience it. It's not necessarily someone on the streets or in a shelter. It could be someone sleeping on someone's couch, they're sleeping in their car. So it's changing that perception that's something that I think people need to be open to and have an open mind about what a homeless veteran is. Yeah, it's so people when they're talking about homelessness and addiction and mental health, and I'll tell them like, "Hey, I was in a psych ward. Hey, I'm 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 five years sober from drugs and alcohol." And they're like, "Whoa, you? But your 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 hair? You you don't? Well, now I have a little beard, but you know you're you're cleanly shaven. You you get a haircut. How how are you?" And I'm like, "It can happen to anybody." Um, and and so I, I guess with telling my story, just kind of really educates people that it's it's not just a homeless person. Isn't just this this crazy person with a long beard. It's your mother, your father, your uncle. It's, it's somebody that is a human. It's a human being that just needs a little help. Um, you know, I, I couldn't get a haircut without having a mental breakdown. And now we're, we're doing all these crazy things. So it could happen to anybody. You just, everybody needs a, a hand once in a while. And just kind of it, literally telling people through my own experiences is a way that I could really educate them. But I always say it's like the, it's, it's my own medicine now. Um, seeing these vets and seeing them smile and seeing them getting better. Um, not only do they, I literally call these these vets that I work with all the time to help me work with other homeless vets because they have so much experience going through the system that I, I, it's literally my, my medicine, seeing them getting better and it's more the than the weight of gold. So um, I, I kind of just wanna, it's not just like, you, you can talk and talk all you want, but I literally will grab those people and bring them with me so they could experience it as well. And that's where the, the real change is. And I think you, yeah, you did you did way better than me. And I'd like to point out that there are some long bearded crazy people who have roofs. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's, there's unfortunately- Earlier started off, I want to go live in a cave. Yeah, there's, there, there are, there are th- there are three kids under five living in my house, which is why I come to the office and sit in this little cubicle here. So, you know, I I hate to I I hate I hate to praise Jeff, but that was such a great question. I'm tempted to just end it here because it was so well done. But I will 
as sort of a final thought, like what do you need from us, from the people who are listening, from those of us that are sitting out here in a reasonably well, you know, good situation that what can we do to help you guys? I would say the first thing is to get rid of that Gronk jersey. No, no, that's uh, that's never uh, happening. That's it. As he pets it. Yes. He's looking at all his memorabilia. Sorry. That's, that's we had to. We had oh, to poke man. fun. Sorry, what were you saying? Sensitive. I, I couldn't hear you over the sound of my awesomeness. Uh, I don't know. Brady's feeling the same way. That wasn't me, by the way. I normally make arrogant comments like that. That was that was CV, ladies. That was good. Yeah, that was well done. Yeah, well played. Thank you. Um, I think for people to help us, it's spread awareness. And people always say, well, what can I do to help a veteran? Uh, I don't want to give them money. And we don't say to give them money. Uh, we say, say hello. Ask them to maybe share a story. Ask them how they're doing. Crazy concept to ask someone how they're doing and acknowledge their presence. Maybe give them a water bottle or a snack and that speaks volumes that helps us because then veterans are maybe a little bit more open to letting someone in a lot of veterans have their guard up that we work with and it takes a lot to break that wall down yeah. fortunately i am a spouse he is a veteran and it's a little bit easier to get through but i think other people need to be aware of that that are maybe just not as connected with understanding veteran issues and and all all joking aside like literally go and, and just literally just go on google Find some local resources, maybe even call your municipality, your county, like get a couple resources, put it on some white paper, go in Word, type them out. And when you're walking around, if you ever see a homeless vet person in general, just give them the flyer. That's literally right there. You could save their life. It is that simple. You don't even have to mm -hmm. talk to them. Well, I mean, obviously, that's that's a huge thing. But what I'm getting at is that simple. Just give them a little form. Go on Google, you know, call some groups, make a little list, even ask them for a list of groups and just have that in your pocket and just give it to them. Give it to anybody, not just a vet, to anybody that you see that might be struggling. And that right there, that paper could, a long could way. be the golden ticket for them. Yeah, you know, it's it's a bit like, you know, 20 officers standing around saying, I wonder what that guy's doing. And the one NCO is like, I don't know, let's just go ask him. Like, that's a lot of what I'm hearing. Like, yeah. you know, enough enough with the think tank stuff. How about you just go out there and Do find it. out what these people need? And uh, of everything you've said, the most impressed, besides the fact that you've managed to navigate all this stuff on your own, is when you were ticking off items in that backpack, every one of them made actual sense to a person that would actually need it. As opposed to when you get your military gear and there's things all over it and you're like, what is what? this? Like, is this to hang tassels from? Like, what is the point of this? And it's like you guys have actually gotten down to the base of, well, this is what they need. They need the loop in the back. That makes perfect sense to me. And I think it's yeah. spectacular. So, Ashley, well, it's interesting. You, have... you know, it's, oh, I was going to just throw in. It's interesting that you brought that up, C, because we were doing a food drive for the homeless and everyone always everyone always brings a canned good now the the woman who <laughs> asked us for the food said please specify ready to eat no kitchen or tools required because there are people living in a place where all your if you give them a canned good you're just teasing them like there is there is a solution to my problem in this thing that I can't get to and uh so I thought of that when you, the same thing when you were talking about the the features of the backpack and 
uh, how useful they actually are and not just things because you thought they were cool to to throw in there so kudos to that level of thinking it's it's incredible like i was at an AA meeting with my sponsor and i looked over and one of the guys had the backpack and i was like oh my goodness what's up and like so it's really cool starting <laughs> to see these guys and and like you know just it, it, it was beautiful and he was like he came over gave me a hug you know pre-covid and um he was uh he was just like hey i'm finally about to talk to my children haven't talked to them for years i'm sober yeah, my uh, my ex is is kind of letting me uh be, be the beginning stages to talk to my children so it's it's so many cool things like that it's it, we can go on and on we had this one um uh, female homeless vet that she gave us these little awards when she we got her housing and, and refurnished her place uh, it's pretty fun we got hotel furniture so it was like very interesting the she had hotel <laughs> furniture in there but so like these things this is this is the cool stuff that we get that's awesome that's ashley did you have a final thought since jeff and i both kicked in i'm just i'm really glad to hear the the female vet i know that uh homeless women veterans and their children are one of the fastest growing um in this demographic unfortunately um a lot of we've touched on you know the couch surfing the non-traditional forms of what we believe a homeless person to be um as someone who lives in washington dc and i could literally you know go out of my apartment and two blocks down and under the tunnel like there are like you know encampments right um and you know i just think it's really important that what you are doing and how you are impacting the lives of folks you know whether it's intuitive you know products you know then just to being human beings and saying how are you um i i completely understand that sentiment i i always every time i like pop out of the you know the store or something i'm always picking up like i'll get like several gallons of like jugs of water and like there's like folks that like live right outside my building that you know what i mean so it's just treating people like human beings first all of the things that you've mentioned today i'm just very very proud of you and all the stuff that you're doing and just everyone that you are touching with this project so thank you for being here thank you i thank appreciate you that we, we i definitely have to get you one of these shirts we just launched this to make sure our our female vets are always on the front lines of, of people's thought it's our women vets and then we actually got all statistics of women doing badass he's face backwards so you can't hear him but it's all statistics <laughs> of like major moments of women in the military um i love it that yeah, is fantastic when you buy it on our website um six dollars of every shirt purchase goes back to the women in uh military service memorial down in dc so they needed to clean it up um, yeah, we were uh, trying to get some money to clean up the memorial down there for him. But yeah, it's it's not just like I said, it's not a singular vet. There's no, it, it, to define a vet is a person that puts others above themselves and it could be any person. And yeah, they're brothers, sisters, whatever it might be. Yeah, well, we're here for you. <laughs> that's great. All right, that's backpacksforlife.org. Backpacksforlife.org. Guys, we so much appreciate you guys joining us here and so much appreciate everything you're doing. You guys have been spectacular guests, and I very much appreciate you. And to all our listeners, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye.